One nothing raised the pitch. Swing and a high fly ball. Deep right center field. Siri at the wall. And it's gone. Mitchell looks for 70. <laughs> a sight to behold. He can't stop smiling, Brad. He was playing just fantastic <laughs> basketball. Here it comes. A swing and a liner back up the middle base hit into center. Here comes Quan. Here comes Rosario. The Guardians win. Are you ready? For the We Like Sports podcast, stay tuned and hear the latest on what the crew has to say regarding the latest sports topics nationally and locally. Make sure to check out WeLikeSportsPC.com and to subscribe on all podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at WeLikeSportsPC. And welcome to the We Like Sports Podcast. This is your host, Ed in Columbus, with my man, Casey. How's it going, Casey? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing, Ed? Doing real well, doing real well. Got plenty of topics uh, to go over today. Got the Guardians, got some NBA playoffs, DeAndre Hopkins action in Cleveland, quite possibly. And, uh, you know, but being in Columbus, I have to, you know, not everybody's a big golf fan, but I got to mention the Memorial yesterday. I don't know if if you watched it, but uh, had a little playoff action in uh, Dublin, Ohio with uh, Victor Hovland. Uh, getting the victory. Did you watch any of that or do you care? No, I didn't watch it, but I was, I went to one of those a couple years ago. Um, I don't know, probably seven, eight years ago. I went to one of the memorial events down there. Um, it was pretty good. Um, I know it wasn't Masayama was uh, in the top and withdrawn from the tournament, right? Yeah, that is correct. Yes. Yeah. I, I, that's all I saw. I didn't see anything else from it. So you could feel me in on the, well, it was, it, was, it was great. You had uh, Denny McCarthy, no relation to Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House, but uh, he was up on the 18th hole, but it collected $3.6 but then he chunked one into the, the, the rough, and then, you know, he bogeyed that hole, and then he went to a playoff with Hovland and uh, had a bad tee shot. He overtried, he overcorrected, hit it into the, basically by the, uh, the bunker, and, and once again in the rough, bad spot, left it short of the green, um, almost made the putt, it lipped out, and that would have uh, made it go to another playoff hole, but Hovland got the victory, and that guy's really good from Norway. And uh, correct, yeah, fun to see Jack in his element. And uh, there's talk of them moving the Memorial Tournament even closer to Father's Day, maybe one week before the U.S. Open coming up. So we'll have to see about that. But I had to throw that in since you know I am in Columbus; it's a big deal. And boots on the ground, yeah. Boots on the ground and everything. So yeah, and also too, I want to say shout out to Peyton who. Uh, Kind of gave me a crash course into this. So uh, if I make any mistakes or anything, uh, blame yourself. Uh, you're not a good teacher. <laughs> to throw that one out I there. second that. I second yeah. that. I have to do a little um, housekeeping because I don't want to get in trouble. But do you need a pre-workout? We like Sports PC and Titan Nutrition have teamed up. Head over to titannutrition.net. Hashtag we like sports and get 10% off your order. Casey, show them the gun. Show, show them what uh, there, there you go. Look at those suckers right there. <laughs> so head on over. And uh, so that one's for you, Peyton. I don't want to get in trouble for any housekeeping breaking of rules there. So, uh, well, you got to talk about the black bookie too. That's the other thing that uh, we do got to talk about the black bookie. And I'm glad that you mentioned that. We might as well just get that out of the way as well. Um, you know, we want to uh, snooze you lose podcast. Uncle Joe, the black bookie, has you set. This Sunday with a snooze you lose pick, he's always uh, he's always good with that. So head on over to that as well. Uh, thank you, Casey, for that. I think we're good on housekeeping uh, uh, 
for today. So kind of like we can go in any direction. Correct. Unless we got more sponsorships I don't know about. What's up? It's your boy Uncle Joe the Black Bookie. Don't go anywhere as you're listening to the We Like Sports Podcast. Once the show is over, tune in and subscribe to the Snooze or Lose Podcast available on all streaming platforms. Our show is a sports and a sports betting podcast where the motto is and always will be win together, lose together. So tune in and like I always say, snooze you lose. What's going on, We Like Sports Podcast fans? We wanted to take the time to tell you about our great friends at Sidelines Sports Bar and Grill. Sidelines is known to have the best wings in the Cleveland area with over 30 different wing flavors, including our favorite, the Spicy Honey Blast. Sidelines also has their steak special every Wednesday all day for only $9. You get a perfect 8-ounce strip steak served with your choice of a baked potato or fries with a side salad with the dressing of your choice. This great deal is for dining only. Stop in to see our friends at Sideline Sports Bar and Grill at 1165 Pearl Road in Brunswick, Ohio. Again, that's 1165 Pearl Road in Brunswick, Ohio. Or give them a call for takeout at 330-220-0888. 330-220-0888. Sideline Sports Bar and Grill for nights you never remember, but the friends you'll never forget. What's hey, up, what's bro? up, my man? <laughs> Just getting ready for softball, but figured I'd pop in for like a half hour. Okay. All right. Well, good luck. I'm glad you, you stopped by. And uh, I guess we'll get into our first uh, topic. Uh, talk a little softball. We'll go a little baseball. There we and go. We'll talk about the Cleveland Guardians. Casey, I know you watched them over the weekend. They were headed up to Minneapolis to, to face the Twins. Wasn't looking good in games one and two, but they salvaged it in three and four. Give us your takes. And I know that a certain pitcher came back. Uh, sticks and stones will break your bones, I guess. Uh, and it's talking about uh, Tristan McKenzie. So Correct. give us your take. We got one back, but we lost the other one with uh, Plezak we just caught. I saw um, was earlier today, which I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Um, but it, it's crazy because you watch it, and one game they look completely horrible. The next game they give you hope, and they look horrible again. And then there's some hope the next game. And then the same game it gives you hope, and then it goes down, and then back up. Um, so it, it's so hard to judge because if they're all on, like I think we have a tough team, but there's never a time where we actually have everybody on on point. You know what I mean? That's the tricky thing with it. Um, but with the pitching, the positive is getting those young guys up um, and seeing how good they are. You know, Bieber, I know we offered him a contract in the um, offseason. He didn't take it. Um, so I think there is a solid chance that we do move on from him because we have the younger talent like we have in the past, you know. And I was telling somebody a few days ago, I'm not too truthfully worried if we did get rid of him because if you look at the past, we've traded all those guys away. But how Cliff Lee, right, did well after we traded him. But how many guys did, did we get rid of and actually – succeeded or was better than when we had them you know we kind of have their their prime years we get rid of them then and we do get relatively good guys back in return more times than not clevenger carrasco and most recent bauer um i mean we really have it kluber you know after having a kluber there's nothing we got uh class a back for him right and, and kluber didn't do anything for texas so i i don't want to lose bieber but i don't think it's the end of the world because so we have the history of you know getting good guys in return True. What, what do you got on that? Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's good. McKenzie coming back was huge. Um, I think that's bigger than – I'd rather have him than be Coming back right strong. Now. That was the thing, coming back as strong as he did. Yeah, right. The problem is, like, like, like Casey said, it, one thing clicks, the other one doesn't, right? So they're going to get all this pitching back, and the question is, can the offense be hot when the pitching's hot? Because the problem is this team is just – they're a one-run game team. 
they're they're they lead the league in in one or two run games, and that's why Class A has so many saves. Is because right. every game we've won, it's because it's so close. There's never blowouts. Right. Yeah, I mean, and I know it's just one of those things where if you're close to 500 at the All Star break, you've got a shot, right? But I think fans are kind of getting sick of the we're at or below 500 every All Star break, like. This team just – I know they're a second-half team. They're always a second-half team. But they have so much talent right now that you'd like to see some momentum going towards the All-Star break because I think this is what happens in the playoffs too, right, is it, you get to this point and then it's like a new season. They yep. get to the playoffs and they're, they don't carry momentum with them. It'd be nice just to see a winning streak. Right, their best seasons they've had, they've had at least some type of mid-season hope. They gave us hope, like that we have right. a chance of making a run. Yeah, because you need to be able to make a run in the playoffs until and the Yankees at the end of the season. <laughs> right? Yeah, the Yankees um, are the are, are well. And to your point, Drew. I mean, talking about runs. I mean, the Guardians did go twenty-four and six in the last thirty games last year, yep. and obviously that propelled them over uh, Tampa. But you're right. When Casey's point, when you run into New York, it kind of resets itself. When you, you know, what I'm saying when you get into the upper echelon teams, like say you play Houston or New York, it's really not going to matter what you did. You know, your previous thirty games. It's how right. you match up against th- those teams right then. And basically, you got to be playing your best baseball, and hopefully, they're not playing their best baseball sometimes Correct. And, that, and that's how you get it done yeah. you play your baseball you don't that's try right. to hit home runs here's that's the, thing. the thing you look at like I, I forgot which person in the, our group sent that meme out of like what what divisions are good against other that's divisions uh, yeah it was you but yeah. the al central sucks against other divisions well which divisions are the best in baseball the other divisions correct al east is arguably the best division in baseball and then look at the NL East. The Mets aren't even close to the top, but arguably one of the best teams in baseball. Um, they did lose their their closer. They have a sub, you know, they have a a new closer who's arguably just as good as Diaz was last year, but their offense hasn't been been clicking. So they have to show that they can have a winning streak against teams that are worth having a streak against. I don't care if you beat the bottom of the barrel teams and go 18 and 0 against the worst teams in the league. I want to see you go 6 and 0 against the Yankees, the Orioles, Tampa, or not even Tampa. the Twins. Yeah, the, the twi- Twins, Twins even, yeah. The White Sox. Like you need to have teams that you're going to have to compete with later on. Show you can beat them during the regular season. And those divisional games matter more now because there's not as many yep. of them. So yep. really, when you don't win those early in the season, you can't come back and have 18 more games than the series that we normally do. Yeah, now like now we're not beating up the bad teams like we have been. Yeah, 13 the, games compared to 19 because we're playing everybody in Major yeah. League Baseball. But, you know, not moving on to, like, the roster and, and what we've been seeing with some of the moves that the Guardians have been making, do you like the fact that, you know, maybe uh, Ahmed Rosario isn't playing and Arias is? Do you like some of the, you know, some of the moves that Tito's making? I, I think it's about long overdue, and I know Tito's the kind of guy where, you know, he's a veteran kind of guy and, and wants to get his veterans to stay in the lineup. But I like some of the moves that he's making with the, the, some of the young players and, and getting them in there. And I think moving forward, I think that Guardians win the division not because of a med Rosario, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I Arias think... is looking tough too. I mean, yeah, and that's what I wanted to get to. He's fielding. a ball player. Yeah, like, and now I see why, you know, because we didn't see it before the start of the season because he didn't play that much. He didn't have consistent playing time, right? So now he's playing consistently. You see he can play 30, play right field, play first base. You know, he could step in wherever it's needed. And now Brennan um, is another one. When we dropped down Gonzalez a few months ago, last month, I think, 
we kept Brennan. I was skeptical because I was like, Gonzalez has done something at least in the majors. Brennan mm-hmm. hasn't done much. But so recently he's been pretty hot, which I said I was surprised about. I'd rather have teams test this stuff out in May, June, July than try and find like your your final roster spot person in September. Correct. Um, because a lot of teams will do that right before they make their final roster cuts for the playoffs. They'll start bringing up some of these young guys, whether it be a second catcher, whether it be a base runner, like a base stealing specialist, or some random relief pitcher that is good in the minors that they're like, hey, what if we happen to need to go on short rest and we need that last guy? I'd rather have a team test that out now than test it out at the end of the year when you're probably in a divisional race. Right now, I mean, yes, a win in June is just as good as a win in September, but figure it out now because if you do have a diamond in the rough player, get them major league experience now. Like, Arias is going to be good. If he continues to be good, he'll be a good utility player, which is exactly what they'll be looking for in September anyways. They'll know what they have. And you can can plug him in. Exactly. You can plug him in when you know that it's not – you have to worry then because he has the experience of being on the team the whole year instead, like I said, just having a guy like – you know, bring up – if we bring up O'Neill in September, right? I I don't know if he's going to be that hot just because he hasn't been on the the league, you know, as much as some other players have been. So that's the other catch with it because I saw – we tweeted about O'Neill a few days ago. It was yesterday, maybe even today. Master. Hitting that home run, mm-hmm. yeah. Do, do you what do you think? Ed? Do you think that we should bring him up, or what do you? You know, I I think we should, and here's why. And I think the the fact with Arias is the same thing. Getting them at major league at bats will help in the postseason. Say you need a pinch hitter. You know, the more at bats that you get now, the more comfortable they are with major league hitting. And you know, I mean, he's obviously the future of the Guardians when it comes to the catching position. We thought Mejia was though. We did think Mejia was. We did, but I, I you know, I, I don't know. I, I, he's a nailer, and as we know, like his brother, who's a dog. <laughs> I, I, I just think that even if he struggles, you know, look at him. He went back down to Columbus, and, you know, he could have been, you know, upset about it, but he's just mashing the cover off the, of the baseball, and he doesn't seem like a kind of guy. I mean, he's still, what is he, 19 or something like that? Very, I mean, very, very I'll young. Look. I mean, yeah. it's like either 19 or 20. And so I, I think the fact that, you know, he would he be was so born in, Well, he was born in 2000, so. Wow. Okay. Well, okay. So he's a little bit older than I thought, but th- at the same time, yeah. I, I, in the MLB, I think it's young. Yeah. yeah. Especially for that position, catching position. So I, I know I'm all for getting a major league at bats. It's, you know, the, the weather's heated up and obviously what more can he prove in Columbus right now? I mean, he's obviously doing it all down here. Well, yeah, It's not like Gallagher's your fryer, you know, or putting up numbers that tell us to keep him down. You know, it's, it's no. not her taking solid at bats away from somebody. And even, even if he's not good, it's, we've had a hole in the nine spot all year. Anyways, we're used to playing around it. So what more, I mean, at least he's catching right. major league pitchers at that point getting uh, um, accustomed to the staff and, and well, plus know, those I, dudes they he pitched with them I and mean, he caught for them in the minors you know those young guys are moving up now like he he played with them down there so i mean he has the experience of a lot of those young guys that are coming up that we have playing that he has played with and caught and no. called games for I, I guess what it comes down to is i'm all for when a player i don't care how old they are if if they're ready they're ready and i think that there's enough um guardian leadership especially with tito running the helm of the ship that he'll be fine. Bring well, him yeah, up. you got you got him and Zanino. You know, I mean, base, it's strong. Baseball notoriously keeps players down for too long. They do. I mean, it's just I. I think I wrote about it before the season started. Like, it takes the average first round pick like seven years, six, seven yeah. years to crack the majors. That's insane. Um, but like Ed's saying, get major league at bats. There's you can't 
simulate that anywhere else. I mean, you go watch any any like decent MLB hitter. They go down to Triple A and they're hitting 400 mm-hmm. with 30 home runs in 40 games, right? I mean, they yeah. just mash Triple A pitching. That's not a guy who does that in in the MLB because the pitching is so different. You have to have that experience somewhere. And spring training where they bring up all these hot prospects isn't enough at bats against your own guys. We're, we're number 85 because <laughs> there's so many guys on the team. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Another, another aspect is being comfortable, you know, say, you know, Bo Naylor, you know, is catching at Yankee stadium or wherever, or, or, or in Fenway, you know, come, come September, October, you know, it, isn't it better to have him? He's already caught there Correct. before, or, or an outfielder. He's already knows that the the you know specific specifications of, of the ability of the outfield. Well, no, it's just, different too. It's it's you're playing in Columbus, right? Ed's going to watch Bo Naylor play in Columbus, right? And you've got uh, the next if they go to the playoffs, right? They pull him up. He's playing in New York, right? Exactly. In, in New York Stadium. So I mean, it's a big difference of you know just hitting the, hitting good in in Columbus than it is in New York. And or just the difference of acclimating to being in a pro stadium. I mean, I, I you see this in almost every sport, maybe other than football, right? Like the difference between a minor league facility, like what weight training you have available, what your locker room has, what your training staff has, going to the major league level, just walking into that your own facility is just mind boggling. Like you have, it takes some time just to acclimate yourself to, wow, I'm not playing in front of 3,000 fans in a rinky dink stadium in Columbus. I'm playing in Yankee Stadium. Exactly. I, I wanted to go now to touch base and go a little bit around the horn for Major League Baseball. Is there any stories right now or any player or anything that you guys want to talk about, you know, that that's kind of caught your eye at, at this point in the season right now? Because I mean, the Texas Rangers right now. I was going to tell you, I was when I pulled the standing up, I was thinking the Rangers, the AL West was it surprised me because I, you know, I don't I follow the Guardians. I follow baseball. I'm not, you know, watching all the standings or anything. The yeah. AL West is interesting because the Rangers being 38 and 20 is impressive. And then the athletics being 12 and 49 is also impressive because (laughs) how how poor you could be to have 12 wins that far into the season and have a a 197 win percentage is kind of crazy. Like a 19% winning percentage. You would think Hugh Jackson's their manager. Yeah. Like it's it's crazy. (laughs) You look look at the rest of the AL West though, and the Astros are tough. The angels, you know, have the players and the Mariners have some players too. So it's, it's, for the Rangers to be where they're at in that in the standings, there is pretty impressive because well, it's a run differential. That. And you know, it's one thing you know to compete with Houston, and obviously you gotta you gotta hit the ball, and they, they're scoring a lot of runs this year. Because I don't really know how strong Texas's starting pitching is. I don't obviously not as, as as strong as some other teams, but they are just killing the baseball right now. Well, in Simeon's, I know he's he's uh, doing he's pretty okay. well so far. Yeah, I was gonna say he he's, he's hitting so pretty good. well. They got they got our they got a former Guardian on their team, uh, Sandy Leone. He's on the team. Yeah. But like if you if you pull up their roster though, it's not like they have any huge names. You know, yeah. it's not like it's the one stands out to me. You know, Adolis Garcia is like the biggest name. Him, Corey Seager, because they're paying him thirty million dollars a year. Yeah. Um, and then Lowe and Mitch Garver. I really only got mm-hmm. you know. I don't think casual fans know who those players even are. You know, for them to be where they're at in the standings. Yeah. And then, and and then the also, thing you see is the National League is better than the the American League. I would say, looking at standing wise. Well, I think out West too, and, and, and the, even and the teams league. that aren't even the teams that aren't playing that well, 
like the National League has some teams, like I mentioned the, the Mets earlier. There's some teams that are kind of in the middle of the standings right now that could pop off at yeah. any time. And you'll be like, yeah, I saw that coming. Um, but Wander Franco is my story of the year still. Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy, you know, he came up like prospect sensation last year. Mm-hmm. He's just as good. He's as advertised. Um, maybe arguably the reason, you know, his team is even remotely successful um, is. Yeah. And he's only 22. Yeah, and he's going to be good for a long time. And he's fun to watch. I mean, he's got a little less of the ego of Tatis, but, like, basically the same skill set. Well, and, and it's funny because I went to watch the Rays play the Guardians last year when they were down here. Um, and I, I didn't realize that we had they had that many former Guardians either. They have Mejia. They had no. Diaz. They have uh, – Harold Ramirez. I don't know if you guys they remember him playing for us that for that one year. No. We got him from the, the Marlins. They they have a, like a good amount of guys. They had Kluber last year as well. Yeah. A lot of the guys they had were former players with us that you yeah. know that we just got rid of. We didn't we didn't use. We just got rid of them. Yeah, I, I saw an article today just talking about storylines. It's like how they're talking about the big pay disparity between like you know the athletics and the mats and and all that stuff and. I guess right now, uh, like if you take the top 10 teams, like half of them are small market teams, half of them are big market teams. And if you look at the bottom of the standings, it's almost the same. So that's what I was, I'm, I was pulling up on Sport Track right now to see. Uh, money is not dictating who's at the top. I mean, over the long haul, teams with the height, like in the top half of payrolls, tend to, to be more successful. But we're not really seeing that this year. And, and you're looking at it with like the Rangers, like who's their big star. I mean, you said Corey it's Seager's because it's, yeah, it's just $30 but million. Dollars, yeah. Where's everybody else. I mean, you don't see like a massive stack of contracts there, but you know, you look at some of these other squads where they're spending a boatload of money and they're kind of just middle of the pack. Well, it's kind of fun. Now, I pulled up the Rangers right now. The crazy thing about it is they, they have a pretty high payroll. They're on they're at, let me see the exact number. Who are number. they paying? I, 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 well, this is, this is going to blow your mind because I just checked that. Uh, so they're number nine. It, they're above league average, number nine. What? But they're paying, yeah, they're paying Seager 35. Simeon's 26. Okay. Martin Perez, who's a starting pitcher, who's 32, 20. <laughs> Nathan Evaldi, who's 33, 16. John Gray, who's 31, 15. Oh. Andrew Heaney, who's 32, 12,000. Or 12 million, I mean. And everyone else is like below so six. They're, so they're paying a bunch of like, 30 to 35 year yeah, old, more all, than all their starting pitchers. More than yes. the Guardians are paying their entire team. Correct. Yeah. So Why? They're, they're, I'm, for, I'm 43. Yeah. I'm 43, Casey. Do you think they'll give me 50 million a year? <laughs> it's insane. Like, I think it just goes this, up like, the older you get. Yeah, the older you get. I think just... you're at like 60, maybe. Oh, okay. I like, you're my yeah. agent, Drew. You're yeah, my I agent. got you. The oh, Seeger's 29. You know, he, he's 29 and he makes up 18% of that team's payroll. Him and, and Simeon's 32. Him and Simeon make sense. I mean, at least. From like the contract standpoint, but 32 year old starting pitchers who are kind of middle of the road starting pitchers, I'm shocked they yeah, have they do. I'm shocked I, they do. I agree with you. And then I, I just pulled <laughs> up the uh, the A's who are last. Um, their highest paid player is six six million. It's Trevor May who's 33. Uh, Diaz 32 at six and a half. Jace Peterson is their third highest, and Tony Kemp is their fourth. Nice. There we go. So, yeah. <laughs> I think the possum that's in the radio booth with them actually gets paid more than some yeah. of the players. I never even heard of some of these guys. And almost, almost this entire team. Looking at yeah. these guys, I don't know any of them. 
Well, I got, yeah, a, I got a quiz for you guys. Maybe you guys know this. Maybe you haven't seen it. But uh, speaking of overpaying and not getting the performance, Francisco Lindor, I won't call him Frankie. I won't be lazy. But right now, within plus or minus 10 points between you and Drew, Casey, what is Francisco Lindor batting right now? What's his batting average? Because I know what it is. But I'm, just, I'm asking you guys, what do you think it is? I'll say 240. I was going to say he was like 220. You would be right, Drew. It's 213. Okay. <laughs> All right. I thought 240 was good for him too. He's getting paid 30, 33 million this year. So, yeah. So that's, I mean, there's plenty of, you know, but to, to Drew's point, the Mets, I mean, you know, they could, just, they're one of those teams that are in the middle, but they could go on a hot streak and, you know, get out of where they're at. I well, mean, yeah, it's, that's true because they have the players and the, and the they players they have had experience. Too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they have the experience. Yeah. And, and Lindor, like, he's been good since he's been with the Mets. I mean, Somebody batting 220 in June, he could easily be batting 280 in, you know, August. So it's not like he can't get that number up. Yeah, but he has he done anything season, in the playoffs, though? He started I the mean, season bad. I, I think his average has gone up in, like, the past, like, three, four weeks. He was bad. <laughs> I mean, 213, I'm looking at that. I'm thinking for the oh, money. So, this is – got to go back to the Rangers real fast. Their injured yeah. list – Right. Here's some more money. Makes sense why it's so expensive. They've got DeGrom, who's making 37. Right. Okay. They've got Brad Miller, who's making five. And they got Jake Odorizzi, who's making 12 and a half. So there's he's 50 hurt. million right there. Wow. And Odorizzi is 33. Um, and he is on a 68 DL. So <laughs> all those pitchers they're paying, they're, they're, they're starting five on paper. So they're all over 30 and they're all making, that's the huge over 10 million, yeah. at least 10 to 20 million they're all making. Now, Martin Perez, I haven't even heard. I don't even know who he even, like, that big of a name. He's 10 years best, he's played. He's got to have the best agent in baseball. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Like, I don't even, like I said, he doesn't really, you know, I don't think a casual fan knows who Martin Perez is. I don't even. If he walks so, into my house right now, I'd have no idea who he was. This is the exact reason. <laughs> I can tell you why. Last year, he had a 2.89 ERA and 200 innings pitched. Before that, his lowest ERA was 4.4. So he had one good year last year. He probably got paid for it because his war last year was five. He knows how to work. He knows how to work in a contract year. Yeah, that he had a he had a big season last year. Yeah, 169 Ks and 196 innings pitched, and I said a 5.17 WAR is pretty pretty high for that season. That's pretty too, damn so. good. That's that's the reason he got that. Pay, probably got paid that's fair. this, this offseason. Well, I, I like putting people on the spot, and since I'm kind of. You know, running the show. Thank you, Peyton. I just want to give Peyton, uh, Peyton Junior, Vince. Yeah. He's, he's not here. He's, he's on Vince, assignment right now. Point <laughs> he's on yeah. assignment, yeah. But I, I want to do this. Instead of just saying, oh, who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? I, I like to do this. Who, right now, who's winning the AL East? Who's winning the Central? Who's winning the West? And, and likewise with the National League. We'll just do it that way. And, and we'll just take it from there at this point. You've seen what you saw so far. Who's winning the AL East? <sighs> it's, it's hard not to say the Rays, man. I don't, you know, like okay. – these many games in, it's hard. Not, I mean, they're four games ahead of the Orioles, six ahead of the Yankees, eight and a half, the Blue Jays, Red Sox, 11. Any of those teams could get hot, you know, and the race could yeah. cool off. It is possible. I do see it, but it's – because, I mean, in history, you know, Yankees and Red Sox. But I, I think the Rays will hang I on. Agree. Because, I agree with that. I'm trying to see if we can build a consensus I'm, I'm, here. I'm torn between the Rays and the Yankees because yeah. it's just the Yankees lineup is – like their whole roster is good. I mean, they're they're within striking distance, and if they stay that way, end of the year it could be close. But like, I don't know why the Rays would cool off. Okay, I, fair enough. Barring, I mean, barring it's enough. It's a big injury. sample size. Yeah, it's a big sample size. It's yeah, not like you know, they started the season and they were you know hot. They're still yeah, forty-two we're and nineteen. 
and they're still still good. So I don't. Oh, see I'm Drew, I got you down. I got you down for the Rays. Let's move right. to, to the Central. I'm gonna still. Say, I'm gonna say the Guardians win the Central. Uh, <laughs> that's the, I hope, that's I the wish, homer yeah. pick, right? Yeah, I correct. Mean, I wish we had someone that wasn't, uh, you know, <laughs> I wish there was like a, a non-bias some, someone that could uh, voice this. But I mean, like the twins. Well, who are wins still it then? I'm, I'm curious then if it's not. The well, it, it's tight though. Like looking at it, it's like I'm, I have it in front of me. The Twins are three and a half games ahead of us, and the Tigers and the White you know, Sox. Like the Tom, are five the Tigers aren't winning. <laughs> I know. I, I agree. Yeah, but the White if Sox. If it's not the Guardians, I think it's the Twins. Okay, that's fair. It just depends who gets on that, that hot streak. Yeah. You know, who gets on that rolling and strings together ten wins, you know, in a row and, and pulls away and gets momentum. And it's a, it's even like I said before, you, you sweep one of the, the AL Central teams, you know, like I said, the Guardians sweep the twins, it nope. could move the momentum. Or well, I need versa. an answer, Casey. I need an answer. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I'll say the Guardians because Okay, so two of, Guardians, of one his, twins. Because okay. of the yeah. history. Because they've uh, they I'll have, have you know, to I'll have to be the contrarian, the, the non Ohio guy. We're going it's we're just, going out it's west. just because of the history I'm saying. Because they have yeah. these you know, the last yeah. few years they have done. The twins haven't. The twins have let us let them down. So that's okay, fair. this will be a fun one. The AL West. I mean, obviously it's fun with Texas, but I still I, I still gotta go with Houston right now. I want Texas, I think, because it'd be a fun story, but I, I'd have to go with the Astros right now. They're only three and a half back, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's it. You don't think the Mariners or Angels got a chance either nine and a half back, but it's no, they're I think no, the Mariners about the A's. The A's are not coming. Two back. the Mariners have a better chance. Twenty-seven and a half games back. Honestly, <laughs> the Angels, the Angels should have the better chance. But for some reason, they just suck. Like yeah. they're just not good. They have the two two of the arguably greatest players of our generation, and can't win anything. But if you were going to go sleeper down. pick, I'd go with Seattle. Okay. The non the non Rangers, you know, Houston track. I think Seattle's got the best chance, but I would go the Rangers. I mean, for okay. now, I mean, run differential. I'm a big like point differential. Okay person so you know that includes your pitching and your hitting i mean they're that far ahead they'd have to really cool off for me not to to give it to them right now but i think that's another one where we'll find out we'll find out if i'm right (laughs) correct yes let's move over quickly we'll move over to the senior circuit a or nl east i'm gonna go with the braves i think they they got a three and a half uh, game lead. I'm going to go with the Braves. Oh, that three and a half game over the Marlins. The Marlins, I don't think are. Yeah. That's a surprise. You don't think yeah. the Phillies? Phillies could. They're only. I mean, they're eight back, but you, yeah. you don't think they could get get going because they have. They're going the to have to make a move. I think that they need to make a move at the at the deadline. Yeah. I think they get. I think they get healthy, and I think the Mets actually end up winning the division. Ooh. I say Braves. Okay. All right. I, I like it. I, I think you're right. I think it's the Braves Mets. I, I think it's kind of one of the. I don't, I, I, I'm going to stoop on the Phillies, though. I said there's a chance. I think if they, you know. It's, it's... I just despise Philadelphia. I've said it enough times. I can't say Philadelphia is going to win anything ever. <laughs> All right. Move, moving to the Central. Well, we we got a. That's pretty tight. Um, Milwaukee with a half. And this is a strange one, Pittsburgh. too. This is a strange, strange division. Yeah, with Cincinnati. I mean, St. Louis. St. Louis Cardinals, yep. is in the bottom of the, yep. in the basement. And if you looked at the Pirates and the Reds blow. <laughs> yeah, they like do. <laughs> like, on paper, too, they're not any good. But I don't I'm know. I'm going to go Milwaukee. I, I was going to say Milwaukee, too. Milwaukee. I think they're, I think their top-end starting pitching is just that good. Yeah, I, I agree yeah. with that. I think, I think the AL Central and the AL Central, you know, are, <laughs> aren't too, you know, far apart when it comes to caliber of teams in it. Yeah. 
And then out west, I'm going to go Dodgers because they'll they'll make a move. Their, their payroll is too big not to, for them to lose. I think. Yeah, the Diamondbacks. I can't see them. Yeah, I can't I mean, see them holding on. Mm-hmm. I think I think it, the Dodgers are the easy pick there. But you uh, think the Giants or Padres, the other, t- the other team, because the Rockies I aren't, you know, I don't think they got it, but the Padres just, are the Giants. I don't know that the Giants can hold off the Dodgers either. I mean, mm. they just have so much talent. What about the team that Trevor Bauer is on? You think they're going to make a run in the playoffs? <laughs> I think so. The, the I Shanghai think, yeah. Sharks or whatever. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. He's trying well, to recruit well, people to say how great it is out there, right? Exactly. Yeah, he's a celebrity, but the biggest yeah. celebrity out there right now. But right. go back to the Guardians real fast. Do you think yeah. that um, – so if we're eight games out of the wild card, I don't think there's a, like we if we don't win the division, we're not in, Correct. because the AL East I, I think is going to hog all those I agree those spots in the wild card because right now that's the cow is looking right now in the Astros, but I think if we don't win the Central, we're not making it to the playoffs. I can't see us winning enough. To, I would see the Twins pulling way that far that we're yep. in second and we're enough to win the wild card. I agree, a hundred percent. It's division title or bust for the Guardians. Yeah. I, t- I totally agree with that. But and that and that tough. goes down to the the records of divisions against the outside divisions. Like the AL Central is just so bad that these other divisions are just raking on one. They're dominating the Central is kind of what it <laughs> yeah. comes down to. Is they're just racking up losses against these other divisions. So yeah, unless something drastically changes in these other divisions, it's, it's title or bust. Well, I, I think I. I think we've done a great job with uh, Major League Baseball. We went around the horn. We did all that. But uh, we got to talk a little basketball, a little NBA finals. Hopefully you guys are watching. I wonder if the rest of America is watching besides Denver and <laughs> South Beach because uh, obviously the NBA wanted to, to be the uh, uh, Celtics and uh, you know, the Lakers. Yeah, they did. I wonder what the viewership is compared this year so far in these two games compared to the the last, you know, last year's game one and game two. I'm curious to see because who was who was in it last year? The Warriors and Celtics. who did they beat? The Celtics. Yeah, yeah. So that definitely had would have had more viewers than with, with Curry and like yeah. the Celtics. And just the what, are, what are you themselves. What are you yeah. guys' thoughts? I mean, obviously Miami came back from a 15 point uh, deficit yesterday to, to even the series at one one. You know, I watched the first game like all of it, and I I didn't think Denver played that well, and they still won by. You know, double digits. And then last night, I, I saw that they were up, and I, I kind of I fell asleep. I'm not going to lie, I'm old. Uh, it's that but, age, uh, age is catching up to me. Age is catching up to me. <laughs> I didn't really see the comeback. I read about it and everything, and I just wanted you guys' thoughts of, does this continue? Was it just Denver falling asleep at the wheel? The, 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 you know, is if they play their brand of basketball, is it too much for Miami? Uh, start with you, Drew. What do you think? I think if Denver plays their brand of basketball and plays it well, they're the toughest team to beat in the NBA. Um, and I thought that going into the playoffs, I mean, look, they have, I think the best player in the league right now. Yeah. Um, he single-handedly in game one, they were down by whatever in the third, third quarter. And he goes on a tear and immediately they're up. And, you know, it's rare to see someone who can pass that well, score that well and do it from the post. It's him and Embiid. I think are the best two players in the league. Jimmy. Yeah. Playoff Jimmy is great to watch. He's fun to watch, but I don't see the Heat having anyone who can match Jokic. Yes, I, I agree with you. That's the big thing. And and if you look at the, the, the way the rosters are made, right, if you look at the Nuggets, let's say top eight, top nine players who are playing consistently in the games, you've heard of them all. You know, Bruce Brown, KCP, um, the bench, like Porter, Gordon, et cetera. You've heard of a solid amount of those players. You take a look yeah. at the Heat, 
I will be very honest with you, and I love basketball. I did not know who Max Struess was. Only be, only reason I knew him is because he killed the, the Cavs one game. I know he went for like twenty or thirty. It's always points. the no right. name players that kill the yes. Cavs. Yep. It, it that's why that's why I know him, right? And Gabe right. Vincent, I I didn't know who he was until even the playoffs. And right. then you got uh, Martin. He was shit before, you know. Really now, mm-hmm. so like the the consistency, right? So you look at it, Zeller. Zeller should not be getting minutes in the finals. Like Cody Zeller, the fact that he is yeah, but he is because it blows my mind. Players. Exactly. As I'm saying, it blows my mind that he's even in the league and on a finals team. I heard we had a Kevin finals. Love spotting last night. Is that true? And he he yeah. was plus. They were plus nine, I think, or something yeah. in the time he was in. So he was yeah. a big contributor to that game. You know. So it's. I think it's going to be the Nuggets just because of the. They have the players that are strong, and it's not a fluke. You know, like when the Magic yeah. player, the, the the Heat players go off, it's kind of like wow, like that's great. Like Vincent last night at 23. That's not the normal, right? Yeah. That's not the usual. Right. And then Duncan Robinson, and he, and he didn't do anything. Yeah. Like he, you know, he's hot or cold. If he's not hitting the shots, he's nothing. So it, it's where is the other guys again? Like I said, on the the Nuggets, they they're not just one dimensional. You know, and they play team basketball. So it, if one guy's not on, it's okay. You know, they have the guy that backs up. And then Bam, I mean, he he's, you know, it depends how you look at it, right? Some people say he's doing great. Some people say he's doing bad. He's the only reason why they're in the games. But the one game he had what twenty five on twenty six shots. Yep. 25 points on 26 shots. That's <laughs> not great. You know, yeah, you're giving him 26 shots. I mean, I'm sure that they're they're thrilled from the Nuggets perspective of it, right? right. Let him shoot um, all day. Well, <laughs> correct. And, and the thing people forget is that Jokic makes that top the top seven, other than him in that top eight. He makes every single one of those players better. Correct. Like, yeah. like I don't yeah. know that anybody on the Heat has the ability to make the other guys that much better. Like. You can't defend Jokic without allowing one of his other talented, like another part of that supporting yes. cast to then drop 20 points because you can't drop someone down to cover him because he's he might be the best passer. In the I, Drew, I'm glad you mentioned that because I did see the clip of Ramona Shelburne uh, asking <laughs> uh, Heat coach Eric Spolstra <laughs> about that, about whether you make him a passer or, or a scorer. And he basically <laughs> kind of said, well, to the casual out there, you know, he's too good of a player to to worry about what you're trying to do to him. What you just got to play your game. And I did like what Spolster said. I'm not sure I like the way that he said it. I thought that was kind of <laughs> you're, you're a big Ramona fan, is that why? I'm not not necessarily. I just thought that you know, she asked the question because it you know a lot of maybe casual you know uh, talk in the, in the uh, sports casters world and i get that but you know she has to ask the question but uh well, it's surprising I, he, he responded that way after a w like it wasn't right. that they lost you yeah. know like they won he it's he like he's still afraid way. of them after they won he's like yeah, that, that's what was uh, well, the you crazy make him thing. a scorer or a passer well he could beat us both ways yeah that's what i'm saying it was interesting that was the interesting part of it if you were to show me that clip and i would have said that was game one that was after game one he yeah, said that that was, after, two that because... was after or, or at the end of the third quarter in game one. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't really yeah, exactly. know what to do Correct. about this guy. Correct. That was the inter- <laughs> I So I, I did pull up. I found a stat here from the f- game one of the last four finals, the viewership oh. in millions, right? Okay. So in 2020, which was the, the COVID year, it was Lakers heat. Game one had 5.31 million, okay. which that was the lowest one. 2021 Bucks and Suns, 6.41, right? 2022 Warrior Celtics, 8.13. And the Nuggets and Heat was seven point six four. Wow. Okay. So okay. that one surprisingly had more than Lakers Heat and Bucks Suns. And like I said, I wouldn't think that because, like you said, there really no, you know, big huge markets. You know, and then the Heat, 
but still no one's tur- turning in to watch the heat without, you know, Dwayne Wade, LeBron, you know, Shaq, those right. kind of things. You know what I found funny too? I, I see a lot of talk on this on Twitter and everything is like, I, we, we all see the banners down there, you know, coming up, you know, we got on our show and everything, but they're talking about the way that ABC and ESPN is putting, you know, nuggets heat. Like you can barely even tell it's the finals, the way that they got the, 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 the bottom of the screen is the way the bottom yeah. of the screen was. I thought that was kind of, you know, from a marketing standpoint, you know, one thing about, you know, selling anything and sometimes it's not what you sell, it's how you sell it. And, you know, I, I find it very funny that, you know, as those people get paid millions and millions of dollars to put on these broadcasts that they would, you know, not have such elementary graphics. We, correct. I mean, and you look, graphics- you look at the, the Cavs. When the Cavs played, like, you, you I mean, granted, it was because we were Cavs fans, but it felt like it was the finals. You know, yes. the presentation, the yeah. watching it, you know, every time it came out from commercial, you knew it was a big game. Whereas, like, with these, like you said, it's really... It's not just well, like a, a Saturday night primetime game. What's the, well, what's the difference? Let's, right? let's be honest. The, the ESPN promotes what they like to promote and then ignores everything else. They <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, there was a there was a game seven NHL playoff game that was being played and they set it for like 10 p.m. Correct. because there was an MLB tonight game, a regular season game in, in yes. the middle of May and June got got a a game seven bumped because the ESPN doesn't care about the NHL and they're doing the same thing. They don't care about the nuggets or the heat. TNT is trying to make, you know, hockey. I feel like something bigger now because they have the NHL and TNT. I did actually watch the last game. I'm glad you said we'll bounce the NHL real quick. What are your thoughts of the the, uh, Stanley cup? I I watched the, whatever last, the last game with the, the Knights and, uh, the Panthers, right? Panthers. I watched it, yep. and it was close. They came back, and it was a 4-2. Yeah. I think because they pulled the empty net, and they scored their 5-2 or something like that. Yep. And they yep. scored a goal towards the end. Um, But I, I think that the Knights are going to win. I mean, I don't know hockey at all. I know two players. I know yep. Eichel and uh, Stone. I know those are the two there guys you know. from the Knights. Those um, are good but, Yeah, those are the two guys I know. Um, But like I said, I think that they, they have the history. The Panthers, to me, you would know better than me, Drew, but I didn't really know much of them, and I'm living in Florida. Um, right. before this season, right? I didn't, I don't know if they're, if you're exactly. in Florida, it's all about the lightning. Cause they went oh, to believe me. Correct. Three straight, they went to st- three straight Stanley cup finals, but before yes, they did, was, before yeah. they did drew, there was, if you go to target, it's all, blue it's all lightning. Yeah. Columbus blue jackets. Well, yeah, no Columbus swept Columbus yep. swept, uh, uh Tampa. Tampa. Yep. When they had the the before the Bruins had the record. Yeah, for um, the President's Cup and all the yep. uh, points. And, and then that. in the same year, the Cleveland Monsters, the the Blue Jackets AHL affiliate, also swept Syracuse, who had the AHL record oh. for most points in a the season. They did it in the same year. So wow. both both Columbus affiliates beat both Tampa affiliates oh. in the same year. When they were the bottom seed, Drew will <laughs> be was... appearing at trivia uh, later at uh, B Dubs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I I actually think Florida could win this. I mean, they've they beat Boston, which was enough for me. Correct. I was gonna say Boston. Boston. Yeah, that's and they had the best one of the best years, right? In the in the, in the history, like the last however many it, years of it's the single greatest in the history of yes. the NHL. Well, but then they said it was because you know at the, the tie, I guess. The rules changed, and that yeah, was you what... get more points for for ties. You uh, get up point for a tie now, or for an overtime loss. But yeah, it's something a, I saw. You yeah. used to get one for a tie, so it's not that different. The difference is, if you win in overtime, you still get full credit for a win. 
Oh. When it was a tie. Yeah, I have no idea how that all but, works, to be honest. Yeah, this is the it, hockey standings. It's kind of a weird, weird change. Like back in the day, they, they allowed ties. There wasn't overtime. So when it was a tie, both teams would get one point because every game's worth two if you win. Why doesn't it just do it like normal wins and losses? Why is why is hockey have like the point system? It's just the way it's always gone. Yeah. I mean, it's just I, yeah, I actually saying. kind of like it too because if you go to overtime, you still get a point towards the standings. If you win in overtime, you get a second point. So some people say that makes the game worth three points, but technically it doesn't change anything because you were getting one for the tie anyways. But if you win, you still should get something for winning. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I love the NHL playoffs. I think it's cool that it's the Knights in Florida because I don't think at the beginning of this playoffs. You're anti-Canada, I heard. <laughs> as long as it, yeah, as long as Canada's not winning, it's pretty He's cool. proud of being American, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Brother. Every, year, every year Canada doesn't win the cup is more fun for me. It's been but, 30 years. 30 years. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. How many teams are in Canada? Uh, six. Montreal, six. Toronto, Winnipeg. Is Winnipeg still a team? Yep. Montreal, yeah. Toronto, Winnipeg, Jets, Calgary, yeah, Ottawa, Edmonton. Edmonton. Oh, so six. Yeah. If you had, a, if you asked me to name all the NHL, there's no way in hell I could do that. If I can name all the NHL teams, there's no shot. That's so that's I got, I got a question not, for you guys. Hard. Is there a better <laughs> chance? But what? What? Okay, see, Drew. Better chance that. Both South Florida teams win the title, split one and one, either the Heat or the Panthers win what doesn't matter which one, or go 0 and 2. Split one and one, because I think Florida in the NHL is good enough that, that you can't count them out against okay. the Knights, but I think the Heat are going to get overall, I think the Nuggets win. The NBA Finals. Okay, just think. I'm gonna say Owen. I'm gonna say Owen too. It sounds like Ed's gonna put a parlay in on uh, draft. Yeah, I'm not here, uh, do it. Put, put, the, put your money where your mouth is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't much money, but I got a mouth on me. I tell you that. Who's, yeah, yeah. who's, who's the favorite? And is it the uh, it's Panthers Vegas. or the Knights? Vegas. It's Vegas. It's the Knights. Yeah. Man. Now, so the, so then, if you put money on the Heat and the the Panthers, that's yeah, the, can... the biggest you know pay that you would get. Yeah, that'd be that pretty scenario. good. Curious what it would be, but I mean, I was, uh, I just say one and one just because then it gives me the most uh, options, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the Panthers win, and then the Heat lose, or vice versa. Like it gives me the most, uh, the best yeah. odds, I would say, if I said one or one. I don't think it's going to be two and zero because okay. I don't think I don't think the Heat win. So it's it's either going to be one and one or zero and two. So I put some money on the Heat before the playoffs start, before the the series because the odds were like plus three fifty, you know, like so I was like. That's why I, I like both three fifty. You know, correct. But I don't want to put money on a plus, you know, minus four fifty. Yeah, no, no. So for the fun that. of it, yeah. In, in that last segment, I went from the hard work, hard hardwood to the ice, which I wasn't even supposed to go to the ice. But we're going to transition to the gridiron <laughs> here. We're going to talk right. a little football. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, is he going to be a Cleveland Brown? No, no. Why, you, why so is that? Would you like him to be? Yes. <laughs> would you, so that's, that's why this conversation is happening. <laughs> Cause, cause I would like him to be. Uh, it's it's so hard, you know. Like, do, so we, we, I was reading stuff. We just got Elijah Moore, right? Um, yeah, he blows good. statistically. I don't think he's bad. I think he's good. I think he just he had was, a bad like he opportunities. Sucked, he, he was in a shitty system with the Jets. Who are his Correct. quarterbacks? Exactly. And, and if you look at him in college, didn't AJ Brown? I think go to Ole Miss. And I think he broke uh, – he yeah. had better stats than A.J. Brown yeah. at Old Miss. 
right after because he was right after him. So I, I, he's quick. You know, he could spread the go down the field and, and you know hit the, hit the long ball that everyone loves. You know, Deshaun Watson's got a cannon. You know, because yeah. that's a, in Marquis Goodwin. Right? Yeah. I don't know if you if you saw the the clip. We saw the he video said, porn. We saw that porn. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Video. And then and then Goodwin <laughs> said like I I never had a guy that could you know I'm running as quick as I could and he's throwing it past where I'm at. Like yeah. I have to hustle to get that ball. I'm not slowing down to get underneath it. Right. So I think Goodwin, you know, I he he might have you know some big plays this year. I'm still surprised that we do have um, Ed's favorite player, Anthony Schwartz. I am shocked that we still have him. <laughs> um, but because we have, I thought Goodwin was replacing him, but I, I, it's hard to say because I, I like Cooper a lot for what, what we got paid for him and got him. I like him. Yeah. I like Peoples Jones a lot. I like more. I, I like that we have, like I said, the flexibility of having Goodwin or having somebody else that, you know, isn't a huge name that could step up. And if we had Hopkins, it's we don't like the, you know the Browns. We're not a we should not be a big passing team. Should be run the ball at Chubb, run the ball and get you know passing if we have to. Watson throws twenty five times a game, not throwing forty five to fifty times a game, you know. But we're paying Watson so much money now, we have to use him more. But if we win, we win. You know what I mean? But we're not running sets where we have four wide receivers every play. You right. know, we're, we're rarely running when we have more than two or three, because we have those tight ends, Njoku as well, and Harrison Bryant. So it's. And we signed somebody. Then we just signed another tight end that, that isn't. I don't know who his name was, but he's not a bad player. I forgot who it yeah, was. Yeah, he'll be a red zone threat. Yeah, I, um, they were talking about him today. What is his name? He, he's not bad. As no, like, you know, a third, a third string yeah. tight end to fill in. Well, I, th- I thought the same thing, though, when the Giants signed Kyle Rudolph. And he caught, like, <laughs> yeah. one pass. Um, so, I think I'm in fantasy when he did the, did the correct. Yeah, yeah right. Um, but I don't, I don't think Hopkins ends up with Cleveland because I just don't think Cleveland has much to offer him. I think it's going to be more on his decision than the Browns. I don't I mean the Browns can offer him, you know, a good deal. You'll be the number one guy, the the whole deal, but there's better systems for him. Correct. Uh, and, think, and, it, and he needs to have a big year for free agency. You know, like sure. he's going to sign a one-year deal. So he's not going to sign with the Browns. Because how many receivers had a good year at the Browns that put up statistically huge stats that would get signed yeah. the year after. And, you know, and the Browns need to avoid, and by the way, the Giants completely won the Odell Beckham trade mm-hmm. because they didn't have to deal with Odell for however <laughs> many years. And do you really want another Odell scenario where you bring in this big name receiver who really hasn't been him for the last year ish, year and a half? And now. And, and the PED suspension. He had the suspension right. too last year. Yeah. So, I mean, he he's not playing full seasons. He's he he had an injury the year before, didn't he? That he was out for a short period. I think so. So yeah, I I, I agree. And it's it's again like not just this year. It's next year too. If we got him, would you rather keep Cooper or Hopkins? Right? If we oh, had him both, you're, you're yeah, you're not keeping both, right? Well, so, here's, here's, then, here's what they're saying. Here's what they're saying. The, Andrew Barry's cleared some cap space. The Browns have like 15 million. You know, for this year, they could offer him basically about 15 million right now. And who's to say there isn't more that they cut? But here's the thing say you sign him to a, a, a two or three year deal, realizing that DPJ, you know, you trade him because you're not going to want to pay him and then uh, lose Amari Cooper. And then you'd have Hopkins, Elijah Moore, and uh, you know what I'm saying? And then you'd have Tillman. They got, they drafted Tillman. I was, gonna say, I was about to say that you, I pulled up like, you know, our, our uh, depth chart to see. The other tight end I was talking was Jordan Akins from yeah Aiken, uh, that's it that's it yep from yep. the Texans so he yep, he right. has history with uh, Watson as well yeah but you look at the receiving well before that the worry I have is our backup running back because um, we have Chubb 
Ford Jordan didn't look bad, Ford. but he didn't get a lot of playing time. Behind him is Dimitri Felton. I don't know. He could be all him. right. He could be okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. And then John Kelly Jr., I don't even know who that is. But receiver-wise, right, you got as the top three right now, it's Cooper, Moore, Peoples-Jones. The backups to them are Senator Tillman, who we just drafted, Marquis Goodwin, David Bell. And then you got Schwartz, Jakeem Grant, you know, no names, right? So you're, you're looking at if you, if you signed Hopkins, you just drafted Tillman this year. He's not getting any playing time if you had Hopkins because you're pushing him down even more. And he's going to be our five receiver. And Goodwin, who we just signed, will be our, our six. But you're going to slot him in those, you know, those big streaks down the field, you know, those kind of end around type plays, too, to get the ball in his hand because he's dynamic. But he tried with shorts. So it's it's tough. And David Bell, we drafted, I was a third round maybe last last year, two yeah, years yeah. ago. It was a relatively, you know, high, yeah. high pick. So for us, you know, receiver wise. So it's it's tough because you don't know what Tillman's going to have, what Bell's going to have. And if you got him, it's going to make it crowded. And then, the more crowded you have the room, the more upset players are going to be not getting the ball. Yep. Because you only got one ball to go around. And you have, like I said, Najoku, who we've had problems in the past, not getting the ball. So when you have too many mouths to feed, Kareem Hunt, for example, too, that's where the problems. Odell, when he goes with us, you know, yeah. the problems occur. And I, I did read, I swear I read, that the, uh, Hopkins will not get as much as OBJ got signed, yeah. which I was amazed at that because I thought that Hopkins should get more than OBJ. In my yeah. eyes, I don't know yeah. why you would pay OBJ more, but – it, it, I was shocked that he's not going to get that that you know contract better than OBJ would. They both have had problems in the past few years, but I still think Hopkins. Because I don't, is more I don't reliable. think Hopkins is going to sell as many jerseys. That's yeah. literally the only difference. Yeah, Market, might, yeah. marketing I think wise. Odell puts people in seats. Yeah, Hopkins has like no off-field marketing. Like I can't remember the last time that like DeAndre Hopkins was in an ad for something. And he he was like I mean two three years ago he was a top the best receiver in the league realistically like you look right. at it he was but like, I don't at a position where most of the players happen to be like big marketing was, guys like receivers yeah. receivers are big like I mean To was huge Ojo Cinco was huge yeah. um o, OBJ is big. OBJ is I mean, but they have big personalities too yeah those, right. those guys that Perdivas, you know, are quiet yeah exactly so's so Amari Cooper but that's probably why. They're in Cleveland. Like they get overlooked. They're not, yeah, I mean, they're not too, big yeah. marketing guys. They're not going to go to some major city and be a you know make millions on product placement because that's just not what they do. Oh, well, I, I have an interesting point before we change. I don't know if yeah. I'm saying on football, but yeah. Um, I, I over the last few weeks, I've spoken to a few Cowboys fans that I've ran into at work, just like people that are I, I see. It's a bad. And I've, I, and I've asked them. I say Prescott, Dak Prescott. What do you think? Is he the answer? I've probably talked about five people. This randomly throughout. It's probably the last month, I'd say. Not one person said they think Prescott's the answer. Every nope. single person that I talked to that is a Cowboys fan that I've, I've met all think that Prescott's not the answer. And then I say, well, what would you want to do? Do you think you're going to get a better quarterback if you got rid of him? Like, what's the upgrade? You know, like, you're getting rid of him. Like, it's the, the, the Derek Carr situation with the Raiders, right? You get rid of Derek Carr, we have, you know, we get somebody better. Is Jimmy G really better? Is he going to be the answer? Is he going to have better results than Carr? Has he had a full season where he's actually played the whole year? No. So that's the thing. It's we want to go to Carr. We want to go to Dak. But what is the better option? Waiting, right? Somebody said they wanted to draft Anthony Richardson. If that's that's what they wanted, they want to trade up to get Richardson instead of having Dak trade away Dak. I was like, well, who says he's going to be better than you know Dak would be for that team? So I, said, I just want to say the Cowboys fans do not think that Prescott is the answer. In their eyes at all. <laughs> I mean, 
I'm a Giants fan, and I hope they stick with Dak because I don't think he's their answer either, but I hope they keep him forever. That'd be great. <laughs> um, but in reality, this was the year if they were going to move on from Dak to do it. I mean, how many quarterbacks were available? Veteran yeah. quarterbacks, not mm-hmm. not drafting and, and you know nurturing talent, that kind of thing. How many veteran quarterbacks were available at the uh, as soon as you know uh, this offseason? How many were available? They could have had Derek Carr. Derek Carr yeah. would have fit the Cowboys system, and they probably keep. You know, I don't know what they do with Zeke. I mean, the problem with that is that Dak and Zeke can't be in an offense together. Mm. So Zeke was like, "I'm not going to get the ball if Dak's here." If they had Derek Carr, I mean, Josh Jacobs was very successful with that with uh, with Derek Carr. Why? Because Derek Carr knows how to spread the ball around, and he's not an athletic threat by himself. Um, I think with with Pollard, he would have been good. Their receiving core, he can get the ball where it needs to go, and let he lets playmakers be playmakers. Like Devontae Adams is really successful with him, not because he's a superstar, right? Um, yeah. I think that would have been a good move for the Cowboys if they had traded Dak. They actually probably would have gotten Carr and some for Dak. Yeah, it wouldn't. Yeah, what's um, the what? What's the uh, age of them? Are they similar? I think because probably Dak Prescott I think is younger. Where's Prescott's age? It's close, he, but I think I think Dak's younger. I was gonna say because they came. They're not that, that. Neither one of them are like you know. Twenty nine is Dak, and he was drafted in two thousand sixteen, <laughs> fourth yeah. round pick. And then Derek Carr was. He's like 20, he was 20, 20, 20, about, He is thirty-two. Yeah, it's yeah. like twenty. 13, Drafted 14. in twenty fourteen, uh, yeah. second round pick. So he's That's a little crazy. older. I think that he man, we, the Browns that, like that draft. I feel like talked about maybe yeah, getting they him. Did. Yep. And he's, right. I can't believe that was twenty four. That was ten years ago almost. That's yeah, man. That is hard. We're talking about Josh Gordon days. <laughs> and who is and who is you know Derek Carr? If you had to talk about like Derek Carr, he's kind of in that Kirk Cousins level mm-hmm. of like they're good, they put up good numbers, and they're just kind of like the epitome of like all shucks as a human being. Yeah. Like they're not exciting. They don't really do much. But they put up decent enough numbers, yeah. don't cause any headaches, and teams win with them. Yeah. The, I, man, I, did you know? You know who uh, we drafted that year was Johnny Manziel in that draft. Yeah, yeah, they, they it, were the same class. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and it was Justin Gilbert as the eighth pick in that draft too. Just like and, Josh, just like Josh Allen was in the same draft as Baker Mayfield. Yeah, an interesting, interesting Hamilton. fact. I, I I don't know if you guys remember this, but Vince Young was signed by the Browns that year. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was so. Vince Young was a, a signing by us. I think it was just for like the preseason. Yeah. Type thing. Yeah. Vince Young. He was a Brown. So the year that franchise quarterbacks get drafted, the Browns select. And we, we cut. We cut Brandon Whedon that year. Oh, yeah, we undersized also... <laughs> or mobile quarterbacks. Well, Drew, in case no. you got you got me, you got me feeling bad about the, the Browns. So let's move on to something better. The, <laughs> the Ohio State University. Now, this this first topic does has a little bit to you know include with it, but not really. It's about Urban Meyer. There's a special coming out on Netflix about his Gator time and everything that's going to go Aaron, on about Aaron, it. Aaron Hernandez. Yep. Aaron it's Hernandez, and, and we all the saw the greatest documentary ever. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be. Um, 
you know, Miami Hurricanes, when it was Catholics versus convicts back in the day, you know, they didn't have murderers like the Florida Gators. Right you Tim Tebow? I, <laughs> yeah, the, he's the part of it that I'm most interested about. Like, they already did the, the 30 for 30 on the U, which was like all the guys that were like stealing radios, like after <laughs> practice, like they were, they were just out there doing whatever they wanted. This Hurricanes team had murderers, <laughs> people who have done like serious felonies and done serious time, all led by Tim Tebow. Like, like, well, yeah, and in, in, in this Urban Meyer, you know, like a few years ago, isn't that big of a your name, you know, like, you know, he's a big college coach, but after the whole thing with the Jaguars, that makes it even bigger, you know, because yeah, we right? didn't know all the stuff he did, like, that wasn't a thing before he went to the Jags. Like, if this would have came out, so big deal, but with. Urban Meyer, all that stuff. What was he doing back then? You know, what that we right. didn't know about. Yeah. He was the king of the world in Florida. Yeah. It's yeah. like in Ohio State, and he had more power. So you're like a president. It's going to be so good. Like, if they do it right, it's going to be the best sports documentary in a while. Well, The Last Dance was, that was a. Will, yeah. Urban, Ur- Will Urban Meyer ever, after this, and I don't think, the, the, I think the answer is still the same regardless of whether this documentary comes out or not, which obviously it is coming out. Will he ever coach again at any level, Urban Meyer? I, do you, you think, like, I don't know, small school? If he was Never say never. Because what, Jim Tressel, he, didn't he, he coached after, didn't he? No, yeah. he, he became the, president he, of, of Youngstown he State. And oh, he never, yeah, he, he was a school administrator. He didn't come. Yeah, he never, he never be, he was president of Youngstown He never became a coach again after Ohio State. You know, it's so funny because the tattoo scandal is nothing compared to what went on yeah. in Florida. So many things. In the grand scheme of things, what Trestle did was nothing compared to, you know, a lot of the scandals that were big. That's the, especially that's the with thing. the NIL crazy. money well, and everything. That's and, nothing. And, and that's the thing. Like, I'm a big Syracuse fan, right? Like Jim Beheim had to vacate a hundred games yeah. for for NIL stuff that's allowed now. Exactly. Like give the guy yeah. his wins back. That's true. That's, like, he, he's. It, a, it's interesting. Like some of this stuff, like th- this shows you how far behind the NCAA has been. Like go look. Like Reggie Bush would have never lost his Heisman. Yeah, yeah USC. Like like all of these things. Like Jim Tressel. I don't think he ever gets in trouble. No, no. And today's and it, and it changes the history of Ohio State. Yeah. Where would Ohio State be if he didn't get if that didn't happen? You right. know, because we had Luke Fickle was was after the I think six was and after seven Luke Fickle one yeah. year. And look at him now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I, would you I take mean, him over they, Ryan Day now? I mean, that's the they probably <laughs> never take that step down. No, because that that was it was so unusual seeing Ohio State team suck. Yeah, I, I don't. The only thing is, you know, Urban Meyer did get the 2014 national championship. And one thing I, I think Urban would get, you know, better players than Jim Trestle would have gotten. So I can't take a national championship away. But I did. I did love Senator. With the sweater vest, you didn't. I did. I did like him. He was very classy. Very, you know. Yeah. You don't have a sweater vest, Dad. You don't. I do not. I do not have a sweater vest. I, you know, Casey. <laughs> I, maybe by next show, I'll get one. Just. I was gonna say, I'll get you one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you Did you see before we get off here though? That um, Barry Bonds is getting a documentary with the same producers of The Last Dance. No, I'm also super excited about that one. Wow. Yes, they are going to do a, a, the same exact producer HBO is going to put a Barry Bonds documentary, and then that raised the question. I was listening on the radio about it. Um, if you could choose to have a Last Dance type, you know, like production, what would you? What player would you think would be a good, as good, or you know, close to as good as the Jordan one was? That would be as entertaining, you know, if you had to focus on one player per se. Oh, that's tough. 
Oh, wow. That's really tough. Because I, I was thinking Bo Jackson or Deion Sanders just because of the baseball football aspect of it, you yeah. know, and well, they, Deion's got the personality. There are a couple 30 for 30s mm-hmm. that are interesting. Um, there was the one the on boys Michael of summer Vick. was Michael was Vick as well. Yeah. Um, oh, that's tough. Give me LeBron I mean, James. Honestly though, it, it would, it, I think like, like Jordan's was interesting because he was so good. Right. Like, and it covered, it covered multiple areas too. On. Yeah. It covered like the gambling. It covered his dad. It Rodman. covered Rodman. It covered like a whole bunch of that stuff. The which bad I boys too for the Pistons. It, it, yeah, it touched on – it wasn't just Jordan. It was, you know, kind yeah. of stories around it as well. I think you'd see – I think, like, like a Cleveland athlete that would be interesting would actually be Josh Gordon because, like, <laughs> what happened, right? I mean, like, I think there's so many football fans that want to know. So many like, Brown, Browns in general. Happened. There's so many players you could yeah. say, yeah. like. But so many NFL fans. Like, Josh Gordon had one of the greatest receiving seasons ever. And not, not just in Cleveland – Ever, just Justin Blackman's the same way in Jan- yeah. in yeah. Jacksonville. He was huge the what, one or two years, and he just fell off the face of the planet. And then, yeah, I, did you, if someone you you may have forgot about Ed, I forgot about him. Antonio Callaway, I saw just got arrested. I wow. totally forgot about Antonio Callaway. Was a Browns player. We drafted. I totally forgot. Hugh about him. Jackson made him play a whole entire preseason game because he was in the doghouse and he was getting gassed and everything. And he's like, "Just keep going out there, just because that was his punishment having to play preseason." I thought he was the real deal, Callaway. I thought it was a steal when the Browns got him. Yeah, so did I. I. I forgot about him completely until I saw that because he's the Cowboys. I think. Oh, wow. Didn't he go to the Cowboys after? Yeah. After <laughs> us, it, it, he was there yeah, for like I forgot a year, about right? Yeah, like I said, he I saw that he's got arrested. Uh, so Casey, for, who's, for who's your athlete for the documentary? Peyton Vince in the softball league. Oh, nice. the, uh, Peyton Vince. <laughs> I gotta think. I'm gonna go Kyrie, Ir- Kyrie. I'm gonna go Kyrie Irving. He would. That would be cool too. The um, thing that's it's tough about it would be, you know, it's not even possible because the the photography and the videos they had of Jordan, you know, all that was back then. They don't have you know that now yeah. per se. I know Brady was doing something similar, but I personally don't give a shit about Brady. I wouldn't watch it if it was about Brady. I really don't care. I kind of about get Brady. It. I get yeah, the Brady I, story. I don't really care. So, like the the cool thing about because I'm the youngest one out of all three of us here was I wasn't alive when Jordan played. Like you know what I mean? I was born in '98. I was barely. I don't remember anything. Oh, that was right? my so, my childhood was. Yeah, it, 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 I was Brady's alive exactly. when I was nine years old when he hit the shot over Elo and it broke my heart. Correct. Uh, so cool. for me, it wasn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't know any of it. So the cool <laughs> thing was during COVID was my dad, you know, watch Jordan, everything, big Cavs fan, it killed us so many times. Yeah. So being able to watch it with him and being able to like, you know, he would, you know, give more information on what was going on. That was neat because it was something I never, you know, got to, you know, see as a child. Or good for you. You're lucky. You're lucky. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was the nice thing about that. So I can't even think, like I said, of something that would be as compelling. I don't think anything would be as compelling as, the Jordan and the last dance per se, you For know, basketball, but I would want to see one on Larry bird. And I don't want like, I don't want like the Larry bird, like have 17, the people French lick. Talk thing. <laughs> but like he had a major scholarship to a big university and like could not handle being at a big university. And that's why he ended up at, uh, where Indiana was state, Indiana state. Nope. And he went, he was going to go to Indiana and play with Bobby Knight. And then he was like, I don't want to be at a big school. And then he ends up in the NCAA finals. And then he becomes this like 
ridiculous smack talking nonstop winning guy who then is like the, you know, he basically said, I don't want any white people to play defense on me because that's disrespectful to me. Like, (laughs) I think that kind of stuff would be interesting to watch because he's very open about it now, but he hated the media. He didn't do endorsement deals, but he was the biggest name in sport. Like him and magic made basketball. Yes. Popular. It's, the, it's that time frame. I, I think, and uh, even though it wasn't alive, then I think that time frame team, even because I watched 30 for 30 for the Pistons a few times. Yeah. Um, that one's great. And I think you can go in more in the depth with the Pistons. You know, like you could that entire run they had. Robin. I think that would be, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then you've got um, Lambeer. Like, you know, you can go so in yep. Isaiah Thomas, the heat with he had with, with Jordan and everything. Yep. Um, and it, I would say the same with the Showtime Lakers. You know, yep. like that—that that would be an interesting one 80s, too. Eighties basketball was awesome. <laughs> that's yeah, what I mean. I, mean, I think that brutal. any eighties dynasty, you could say, yep. I think that would be a, uh, you know, it's can't go back in time and record all that stuff, obviously. Yeah. You know, and get the, de- the the details that we did, but and also yeah, but the, the one negative of last dance, Celtics, exactly. Was it was told just from like you know, it was somewhat of a biased. Jordan perspective, you know, a little yeah, more. Don't, don't, don't was, talk to Scottie Pippen about it. He's not happy that, about it. That's no, he what I'm saying. He hates it. Correct. That's why I wish that there was somehow that they could get everyone's opinion, like everyone in there, and then it was like the true story of everything that happened, not just like, you know, Ed telling the story of Ed's life, not you know, stuff like that. I, <laughs> I think, I think it's much like building the dream team. Jordan had a lot of say in who was and was not allowed to Correct. be interviewed for his documentary. Yes. Because nobody was going to watch it if it wasn't focused on him. It's like Isaiah Thomas said, like, I met the criteria, but I wasn't selected. Like, it was like right. that thing. It's like, funny it's, because Chuck yeah. Daly was the head coach, his coach for the Pistons. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. You know, it, so it, it was just a, such an interesting situation. Like, well, but I, I think I, one player, like, it's it's, it's tough. I, 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 yeah, with LeBron, I don't even know if I would be. Bartolo Colon. <laughs> yeah. His story is know, actually like, really cool. It, it is. Actually. I would be I'm remiss if sure. I don't do this. We've got to wrap up the show, but I want to do this. Yeah. Let's mention something about the WWE. I, I, my son got, got me into it. I'm a, actually, I'm a big Roman Reigns fan now. I know people are getting <laughs> sick of him, but I, we the ones. I, I am actually part of the bloodline. I told this to Riggs last time. He's part of it too, so there's a little something there. <laughs> did but you I watch SmackDown on Friday? Did, I have did you no idea watch, what you guys are talking about. I did, I did watch ah. it. My one take for WWE is, <laughs> I hope Roman keeps the belt as long as he wants it because uh, so so Drew Roman Reigns has had the belt for over a thousand days. Yes, that is a. I mean, think about yeah, someone having the. That's a long time, you know. Yeah. So, but the question I have for Ed then is, who do you want him to lose it to? When he loses it, who okay, do you want? I'll, who okay, do you I'll think? Say, I'm going to answer the easiest way possible. Anybody but Cody Rhodes. I think he's a fraud. I, I think that he tries to be. You know, I'm glad he didn't win at WrestleMania because here's the reason why he he tries to be dynamic. He tries to be like the rock. He tries to be like Austin. And then he opens his mouth and he just falls flat every time. So I think Seth freaking Rollins should probably, if, if you're going to give it, be a universal champion, let him be. I know he's a heavyweight champion now, which I don't even know. They keep making up belts and more belts and more belts. I don't know what's Correct. going on there. So I think he's the most dynamic and would be, he has the best. Ah, I think that's pretty cool what he does. So that's, I guess that's I Drew's walk-up song at softball. He does that. Yep. That's oh, it. Nice. Yep. Yep, because I'm a big uh, Roman Reigns fan. I'm a diehard. Yep, and then we got to end it. I don't know what all those words you were saying, Ed, mean, but uh, yeah, me too. (laughs) Okay, fair fair enough. We got to end it in Peyton Vince fashion. Good luck. Hope you had a great night uh, on assignment. But uh, 
random <laughs> former Cleveland Guardian slash Indian, Casey Leadoff. Ronnie Belliard. Ronnie Belliard is what I'm going with. Oh, Jamie Carroll. Jamie Carroll, Jimmy Carroll, and Ronnie Belliard are the two that I'm going to go with. Infield, infield, uh, dynamic duo, I'd say. So I'll be honest, I did not prepare for this question whatsoever. I prepared so, for it throughout the when we're talking. I just think of names when <laughs> if I had. My problem is names. I'm not from here, so okay. I didn't like grow up bumping in. So I'm just going to name, you know, the guy I already named, and that's Bartolo Colon. Bartolo Colon, that that'll work. And I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with uh, the one of my first uh, Indians game was 1989, April 23rd. It was Bag Day. Played the New York Yankees, lost five nothing. Starting pitcher was the uh, manager of the Red Sox, but John Farrell, the lefty. Okay, I actually know who that is. <laughs> yeah, I know who he is because he's the coach. Yeah. How about Aaron Boone? Aaron Boone was a, a was there, on, uh, Aaron Cleveland. Boone hit one of the greatest home runs in Yankee history. That is correct. Yeah, he played, he played for the Cleveland for a year. Record for most ejections by a manager. Wow. Yeah, he's a nut job. I, don't, I was surprised that he was uh, he gets ejected as much as he does. He's the <laughs> Brett Gardner of managers. Oh, yeah. And, and right. with that, I want to thank you, Casey. I want to thank you, Drew. This was my maiden voyage ever <laughs> podcast, and you see who the. Uh, and, and I'm not going to lie. If you, I don't know, you, you guys haven't been watching, but I've been watching on Twitter. We've had the most viewers we've ever had um, wow. during the show. We've had about 12 to 15 viewers this entire time. We normally have zero to one. Um, so, you're welcome. And, I- and we also we also have 3,000 <laughs> views total, which is not what we usually have going like during the wow. season. So we've had – this is the, the most views and watchers we've had this whole entire time. We've done That's the stuff here. They, so, see, they see they see your guns. They see what Titan is doing. Yeah, it's all it's all Casey. They just came. You know, I bet it's eight ninety percent female viewers. This is my three, Casey. My, my three my uh, three week return. I haven't been on in a while, so catch yeah, Drew and his OnlyFans later tonight. Yep, <laughs> OnlyFans. Yep, OnlyFans of softball. Yeah, yeah. That's what, but I want to thank you. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to We Like Sports Podcast. Thanks for everything, and uh, catch us again next week. Yeah, you did a great job today. Thank you, Ed. Thanks, Ed.